Hi, I'm Whitney Lee, founder of Socially PR and Digital Media, and for over a decade, I've been creating and executing marketing and PR plans for businesses all over the U.S. I'm obsessed with helping entrepreneurs bring their big ideas to life and most importantly, boost their bottom line. The Socially Relevant Podcast is a resource to give you clarity, ideas, and inspiration that you can actually apply to marketing your business. So you won't find any overwhelming tech talk here. We're breaking down all the details in a way that's fun and easy to understand, giving you tangible ways to take action. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey, welcome back for another episode. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You've got me. It's a solo episode. Uh, I'm actually recording this on a Sunday because this fall is absolutely nuts. Okay. I just got back from Phoenix last week. Um, I had a week at home here in Florida. Uh, and now this week I'm getting ready to go down to Tampa for a retreat. I sit on the state board for the Florida Public Relations Association. So We do a big annual retreat with our executive board. So we're doing that this week. And then I've got one week at home and then I'm back out to Phoenix uh, to speak at the big dream bigger event. It's a big entrepreneurship conference. How many times can I say big? Um, (laughs) It's an entrepreneurship conference put on a company put on by a company called Legalpreneur. Um, But the whole event's going to be all about entrepreneurship, like kind of motivation, but also like a lot of tactical advice. Uh, Allie Webb is the keynote speaker. She's the founder of Drybar. Uh, and another one of the headliners is Danielle Canty. If anybody ever listens to the Boss Babe podcast, um, Danielle Canty is one of the co founders. So they're going to be on stage and also yours truly. So I'm pumped about it. I've been working on. Um, what I'm going to speak on. And I've been doing a lot of talking about PR lately. I talk on social media some as well, but I feel like when we talk PR, people get so pumped and they're so interested and we get a lot more feedback on PR related speeches. Uh, and actually a few weeks ago, um, I spoke at the Northwest Florida communication summit. Uh, so that's put on by the local chapter of FPRA. Uh, but we had a, um, a great group. I did one of the breakout sessions for that. And the whole session was about uh, how to do PR for yourself. You know, uh, and I always say PR is not rocket science. It's really not. Uh, it's just all about if you if you have the right strategy mindset, if you have and you know um, who to go after and what to say. So that presentation, I I think I had like 30 or 40 minutes, that presentation went super in depth, uh, showing people how to build a media list, how to determine their angle, how to build a media list. And honestly, like that took up the whole time. So there was a whole portion of the talk that I didn't even really get to include. And I kind of figured that, but I told everybody in the audience, um, you know, the whole portion of the talk I didn't get to include was about like, once you built the media list, what the heck do you say to these people? right? To get them to cover you or feature you or your business. Uh, So I told everybody in the audience that I would do a podcast episode to explain the rest. So here we are. I thought that'd be a great topic for today's solo episode is how to write the perfect pitch. So, um, we're going to talk about, we're going to pretend you already have your media list put together and you've got, um, 
you know, some people that you want to reach out to, I'm going to help you write the, the perfect email. So every pitch uh, that I write is structured like this. Okay. Number one, why am I contacting you? Number two, who am I contacting you about? Is it about me personally, or is it about um, one of my clients or, you know, like who, who am I reaching out to you on behalf? Three, qualifying that person, that business that I'm reaching out to. When I say qualify, like, are they legit? Like, what's their credibility? Um, and then number four, offer to tell more. That's it, y'all. There are so many people that um, I see them overthinking pitching big time. The number one mistake I think that people make is that they put way too much info in the first email. Way too much. Do you ever get emails that are literally like six paragraphs and you're like, what? I don't even have time to read this. You know, like, no, nobody's reading that. Same thing on social media. You know, people write this, these long, long in-depth posts and sometimes long form is okay, especially depending on the, the social media outlet. Uh, but in pitching, no, you literally have a millisecond to get their attention. Here's who it is, who, you know, here's who I am. Here's who this is. Here's why they're legit. Can I tell you more? Uh, people are just overthinking it. It really needs to be short and simple. That is like the number one tip I can give you. Okay. Um, I always also say like, speak in layman's terms, you know, even though these writers are probably knowledgeable about a certain industry, uh, I always explain it to them as if I were talking to a friend, you know, think if you were at, um, a cocktail party and you saw an editor for a magazine and you walked up and you were like, Hey, um, I know, you know, da, 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 da. How conversationally would you explain it to somebody? There's really no need to be all prim and proper. I mean, I always write in a professional sense. I'm not like, yo, what's up? But, you know, you can be, you can speak in layman's terms and just shoot them straight. So, you know, A, keep it short and B, talk to them like you're talking to a friend, you know, don't make it so uptight. Uh, so, okay, here we go. Uh, we're going to go through each one of the, the numbers I just told you earlier. I call it the structure to my pitch. Number one, why am I contacting you? Number two, who am I contacting you about? Number three, qualifying the person and number four, offering to tell more. So here we go. Number one, so number one is why am I contacting you? So of course you start the email with, hi, you know, Sarah or whoever you're reaching out to, whatever their name is, always use their first name. Okay. Uh, because uh, the biggest thing is you want them to know that this is a personal email. You are not just blind copying 37 different writers and, you know, Hey there, Hey, good morning. All that kind of stuff. Say their first name. That alone is the key to like, I guarantee you'll get 50% more responses. And yes, I just made up that stat, but I, I have noticed a significant increase when I use people's first names, whereas earlier in my career, I would spray and pray. Um, when I use people's first names, we get so much more response, even just that. Okay. Hi, insert name. Um, Okay. So why am I contacting you? So there are usually four main reasons why you are probably, um, contacting a writer either one, they're writing a specific story. 
So you saw it on Harrow or you saw it on their Substack or their social media accounts. Maybe they put something out there that said, hey, I'm writing a story on, you know, grilling for Memorial Day weekend. And you have a client that sells grills. Oh, perfect. You know, um, so one, you saw that they're writing a specific story. So you would say, hi, Sarah. Uh, I noticed that you were writing a story on grilling for Memorial Day weekend. Okay, that's the first option. Or two, um, your client has something happening, whether that's a new launch, a new product, a new event. So if this person writes within that industry, so maybe you have um, a makeup brand that's your client or your business. Uh, and this writer is known to cover a lot of beauty topics, then you would say, hi, Sally, you know, um, I'm reaching out on behalf of my client, ABC Cosmetics. They're actually launching a new eyeliner collection this week for fall, you know, so that's number two, the, you know, like, you know, your client has something happening. Um, and then number three, um, maybe it's their editorial calendar. Now, now remember, these are the reasons why you're contacting them, their editorial calendar. So we look at all the publications that we work with and we always see, you know, what their editorial calendar is for anybody who doesn't know what an editorial calendar is. Um, every publication media outlet, usually they have times of the year that they write about certain things. So like every, you know, I don't know, every July is their bathing suit issue. Every September is their home and garden issue. Every February is their weddings issue. Okay. So it's always, it's a topic that they're going to be covering. Um, so maybe it is, you know, uh, in, you know, October, they are talking about breast cancer awareness. So you reach out and you say, Hey, Jessica, I see that, you know, uh, in October, you guys are going to be covering breast cancer awareness. We have a client who's a survivor herself. She started a whole line of pink clothing, blah, 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 you know? Um, so maybe your client fits their editorial calendar. That's helpful. Cause then they're like, immediately the writer reads your email and they're like, okay, this chick or guy, this person is dialed into what I'm working on. Like they see my editorial calendar. Now keep in mind, if we're talking October, like the example, you can't reach out to them on September 18th. Now it depends if they're a magazine, you definitely can't reach out to them by then. You know, if, if they're a printed piece, you need to be reaching out four months in advance, probably. If you want to get in their October issue, you need to be reaching out in June, maybe even earlier because, you know, printed pieces. Now, if they're just like an online blog, I call this short lead versus long lead media. If they are a short lead media, then yeah, September 18th probably isn't a big issue if if they're just like a online blog or a vlog or something like that, that they put up stories pretty quickly. But things that are printed, you know, you really need to plan far in advance for that. So that's another reason you may be contacting them, their editorial calendar topic. Um, and fourth, this is kind of my least favorite reason to reach out. Like, you know, if you're writing in there, why you're contacting them, um, you know, you know that they write on something a lot. Hey, you know, Al, I know that you write on golf a lot and I have a client in golf, blah, blah, blah. 
that one's a little bit generic. So I try to reach out to them with a more specific reason rather than like, hey, I know you write on sports. You know, um, it really is better if you have a specific reason, like they're working on a story, their editorial calendar lines up, or your client has something really newsworthy. Um, So that, you know, the, you know, hey, I know you write on this topic a lot. That should probably be your last choice. If you go with that, like you really don't have another reason to reach out to them other than like, hey, I know you write on golf a lot. Then what I would do is I would go look on their muckrack where and see some of the other stories they've written. For anybody who doesn't know what muckrack is, um, it's just a it's almost like a, a IMDb profile for writers. So it, it compiles a lot of their different pieces that they've written because a lot of these writers write for a bunch of different publications. So it's kind of like a little profile where it's like, you know, Bob Smith has written the last, his last 20 articles are down below and you can click and read all their articles. So I would go to their muckrack and see the last few stories that they wrote. And I would mention that. Hey, Al, uh, I see that you write on golf a lot. I actually read your recent piece on, you know, Kelly Plantation and, you know, thought I would reach out to you on behalf of my client, blah, 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 you know? Um, So again, it's all about making the person, the writer, the media person that's reading your email. When they read that email, they there's no doubt that you wrote that email specifically to them and they will see that you have done your homework, whether you looked up their editorial calendar, maybe you're following their Substack or their social media, you know, you're reading their past articles. Like that is undeniable that you have written that email specifically to them and done your homework. So that's your first sentence or two. Hi, so-and-so, here's why I'm contacting you. Okay, so then now we're going to move into the next one. Who am I contacting you about? I'm reaching out on behalf of my client, ABC Cosmetics, you know, um, and number three, qualifying them. Okay, so how can you make them, uh, like, why are they legit? at the end of the day. So, um, you can insert whatever qualifies them, you know, like maybe ABC cosmetics has one, you know, um, I don't know, one of the, the beauty magazines top, um, eyeliner lines in 2021, anything like that. It's an award you've won and maybe you're doing it for a person. Maybe it's their education. You know, sometimes when we pitch me to be on people's podcasts or to speak at events, we'll say like, I have over 12 years of industry experience. I have a master's degree in integrated marketing. I've been featured on media outlets. I was named one of the most influential women in the PR industry in 2021 by CIO Times. Like things like that make uh, you, you have a moment to make this person be like, okay, her client's legit. Um, so maybe it's education, maybe it's experience, uh, and maybe it's being featured somewhere else really legit. Maybe it's an award. Okay. So I'm representing, you know, ABC cosmetics. They've been featured in allure cosmopolitan, and they were named one of the top emerging makeup lines in 2021. I'm totally making this up y'all. So, but that's an example. Okay. Again, short and sweet. One sentence, y'all. One, maybe two sentences. 
Okay. So after that sentence, then you're going to open the door for more. Um, here's a link to their website or, you know, uh, here's a link to the, the new eyeliner line I'm sending you, whatever. Um, can I tell you more or would you like me to send you some samples? And that's it. Looking forward to hearing from you or like, <clears throat> thanks for your consideration, Whitney. The end. So I'll give you a, a better like real life example of we actually recently got a client on BuzzFeed and it, it, talk about a score. I was so freaking excited. BuzzFeed is huge. Um, and it was for our coffee client, Smart Sips. So Smart Sips Coffee is uh, an online coffee company. They do K-cups. They do ground cups. If you've listened to the podcast for a while, I've talked about them other times too. Um, but they do cold brew. They do ground coffee. They do K-cups. They do. And what's crazy is that they have all these like really cool flavors that all of them are like no carbs, no sugar, all the things. So basically every chick's dream, including me. Um, so anyway, I had seen on, um, I follow a lot of different writer sub stacks. So I saw that this writer was looking for, um, cold brew lines and she didn't say who she was writing for. She just said, I'm looking for, I'm writing a story on cold brew. If you have any, you know, cold brews for the summer, I want to say this is in like April of this year I'm looking for cold brew or I'm writing a story on cold brew. If you have any clients with cold brew, send them my way. So here's what my pitch said. And I'm totally just going off memory also if I screw this up, but you'll get the gist in general. Hi, Ashley. I saw your Substack newsletter about how you're writing a story on cold brew. I wanted to reach out on behalf of my client, smart sips, coffee. They are an online coffee company that offers K cups, ground coffee and a really unique, crazy flavors without carbs and sugar. They've been featured on good morning America and even the today show. I think they'd be a great fit. If you would like, you know, here's a link to their website. I'm happy to tell you more, or I'd also love to send you some samples. If you'd like to try the coffee yourself, let me know. Have a great day, Whitney. Boom. That's it. And that got us on Buzzfeed. She wrote back and said, Hey, thanks for reaching out. Um, cause I had linked everything in the email. I linked to their website. I linked to their social. Anytime I said smart sips, I would like hyperlink the word. Um, so she went and looked at their website. She saw that they had been on good morning America and today's show. Boom. Immediately qualifying them as legit. I'm sure she looked at their website and saw like, okay, cool. They've got a full Shopify site set up where people can buy the product, that kind of thing. Um, and that got us on. She wrote me back and said, Hey, Whitney, thanks for reaching out. I'd love to try the coffee. Here's my address. So we sent her an incredible, huge um, package of all different kinds of smart sips. She wrote me back the next week and was like, Oh my God, I just got this pack of, of all the smart sips. Like, Holy cow. Thank you so much. I tried the blueberry crumble. I'm like obsessed. Uh, and I'm, I would love to include them in the article. I'm pitching it to Buzzfeed. And I was like, Oh, Okay. So happy. Uh, but even then, like you can't, I don't ever consider like it done and done until it hits the actual site. You know, you never know. Sometimes in media, they change directions or, or something newsworthy happens and they don't run a story. So I was like, oh my God, we might be on Buzzfeed. This is cool, but I'm going to hang tight. And sure enough, probably like a month, or six weeks later, she emailed me and she's like, Hey, here's the link to the, um, 
the BuzzFeed story with smart sups. And I was like, oh my gosh, so pumped. So in return, and this is just a little happy little bonus for y'all out there. When writers like that do that, you know, do your due diligence to support them. So we, I got our whole team, um, like our team at socially, we went on and commented in the thread of Buzzfeed, you know, just something to, to trigger the, you know, that it was getting response because what we were trying to do is get the Buzzfeed administrators to be like, Hey, this article is getting a lot of love. So then they would turn around and share it on their Buzzfeed social media pages. Cause I don't think Buzzfeed features, you know, like, uh, on their social, they don't feature every single article that hits the website, only the ones that are getting the most traction. So we were like, okay, we got to get a bunch of comments on this thread so that the administrators of Netflix will be like, oh, dang, this cold brew story is popping off. We should share it on social, you know, all the things. So, and then we also shared it through Smart Sips social media, you know, to make sure that it goes as far as it can, you know, and also for the writer, it makes her look good too. If her story takes off and then she's more likely to send us more leads or send us more opportunities or, you know, or it's just a great way to connect with her. So it's really that simple, y'all. I think my email was six sentences. And I think that's part of the reason why it was successful was, you know, I I didn't send her too much of every single place that they've ever been featured and every single flavor that they feature and every single thing about the founder. And like, no, no, they don't need all that. Hit them with what they need, short and sweet. These writers are really busy. And, you know, even if, if you go overboard in, in the email, it makes you seem a little too needy. You know, not only is it annoying and they're not going to read all that crap, but it's also like a little overbearing. You know, it's like when you're dating somebody new and they're texting you all the time and just like blowing you up with like these long paragraphs. You're like, whoa, whoa. You know, you've got to like put it out there. Be confident of here's who we are. Here's why we're awesome. You know, would you like to learn more? Thanks so much. You know, and it hit. Go ahead and reach out to them. As soon as you become aware of them or you find them and you get their email and everything, go ahead and reach out to them and just introduce yourself. You know, what if somebody reached out to you for the first time and they're already asking you for stuff? You're like, dude, I don't even know you, you know? Um, So I think it's a great way to just reach out to them, introduce yourself and say, hey, you know, I found your information on Substack. I love reading your newsletter every week. I own a PR agency. We specialize in hospitality products, services, you know. Um, I would love to keep you in mind for future stories. You know, would you like to grab virtual coffee? You know, and at first when I used to have other mentors tell me to do that, I thought that was so weird. I'm like, they're not going to want to do freaking virtual coffee with me. That's so dumb. You know, like what am I going to say to them? But writers really like connecting with publicists. They like, cause we are an ally to them. You know, people see it as like, oh, we're bugging them by pitching them. And some, probably some publicists are bugging writers. If you're a writer out there and you have publicists bugging you, I'd love to have you on the show, um, to talk about <laughs> what we as publicists can do to not bug you. I mean, I know some, but I'd love to hear it from your opinion too, but I'm sure there are some publicists out there that are bugging people, bugging writers, but for those of us that aren't, 
I think writers really love to connect with us. And even if it's a five minute virtual coffee of like, Hey, here's who we are. Here's some of the people we represent. Um, you know, do you have any stories coming up? What can I help you with? It always, the relationship needs to be coming from me, a publicist. How can I help you writer? Not what can you do for me, writer? Like, that's not cool. Like when they're doing you a favor, they're writing, they're going to give you free exposure. You need to jump on it and be there to provide them with whatever they're looking for. You know, uh, I think sometimes publicists get the relationship backwards and they like demand stuff out of writers or I, I don't know. It just gets weird. But just always remember that as a publicist, you are pitching them. You're asking them for a favor. So it's like, hey, what can I do to support you and make your life easier as a writer? And if you get in that right mindset, you're going to get more exposure for your clients. You're going to earn more free media placements. So uh, I think that's my best advice to you. So just a quick recap, you know, writing the perfect pitch, short and sweet, personalize the email, do your homework before you reach out to these people. Do not spray and pray. Spray and pray is like blind copying everybody and just being like, Hey, my client is hosting an event on this day, this time. No. Um, you're going to structure your, your pitch short and sweet. Why am I contacting you? Who am I contacting you about? Qualifying the person of why they're legit, why your client is legit. Offer to tell them more or send them product. And make sure you have everything linked in there. Don't make them reply to you and ask, okay, where's the link? You know, make sure you have everything linked in there. But your email really should be six to eight sentences absolute max. Okay. Uh, so I hope this has been helpful for you. And Hey, if you weren't at the summit, maybe I should do, um, another podcast episode so you can hear the first part about how to find media contacts. So I'll definitely put that on my list. Uh, if you have any questions or if you want to talk more, I love engaging with people who, uh, listen to the podcast. Lots of people send me DMS on Instagram and give me ideas, which I totally love. Cause I like to hear what y'all want to hear about. Uh, and some people have really cool takes. So I also do guests on the podcast every other week. I try to mix it up and do solo interview, solo interview, alternating. Uh, so if you know somebody that'd be a great fit to be an interview on the show, I really want to, you know, talk with experts, people who know their stuff. You know, I learned stuff from talking to these people. I'm never, ever going to pretend to know, uh, pretend that I have it all figured out. There's no way I'm going to know everything. And there's no way anyone is going to know everything with the rate that the industry media, social media, the way the world is changing so rapidly. Anybody who tells you that they, they're an expert on, on it all and they've got it all figured out, they're full of crap. So I love learning from people that I have, uh, on the show. So give me a shout. My name is, uh, the Whitney Lee on Instagram, where you can find me on LinkedIn as well. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please share it on your social. That'd mean a lot to me. So have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for tuning into this episode. If you thought the info was beneficial, it would mean so much if you take a quick second to write us a review and share it on social media. If you have a question about a topic or a specific industry you wanna learn more about, reach out to us on Socialies, Instagram, or LinkedIn. And you can also find me personally, The Whitney Lee on Instagram. We are excited to connect with you and help you make your business more socially relevant.